Good morning, everyone. We're here at the Germany podcast with Georgiana and Diana. Woo! Um, and we are here discussing our uh, favorite thing in the world, Germany, obviously. And um, this is a very special episode because we are together. We are staring into each other's eyes as we speak. Oh, it's so romantic. I am actually more nervous than I've ever been for a Germany podcast episode to this point. We are in New York. We are. And this is the first episode ever that we record in person. We had some technical issues, <laughs> which is not surprising. Thank God to Mr. Husband. He managed to solve it for us. Yes, he did. And we're so excited today because we are going to, we decided a long time ago about this, right? Mm. And we said that we wanted to do tropes, right? It's a very common thing in fan fiction. So we said, well, our favorite couple has some really nice tropes in it, right? And I need to say that it took me a while to understand the difference between fandom and trope. And Georgie had to explain it several times to me. So we decided we're going to do um, probably a couple of episodes because there's mm. enough of them. So this is episode one of our favorite tropes. And what we decided to do is kind of our usual style, which is choose the tropes. And then for each one, we have one uh, favorite. And then if we happen to have the same one, we'll mention maybe another one or two. Um, and some of these are our favorites in that trope. And for me, what I did, Diana, is some, some of them I chose where I haven't discussed them in the past that have this trope that I really enjoyed or I thought they were different or whatever. Um, so do we want to do we want to talk about what the tropes are like right now? Yes, and I am very impressed that you actually have a definition for it, for, for what tropes are. Yes. So we're gonna I'm gonna quickly read on this. So um basically I went on the internet to kind of find a little bit of a more um how should I say, traditional definition to it, right? More so, reliable. More reliable, yes. Um, so a trope in literary terms is a plot device or character attribute that is used so commonly in the genre that is seen as commonplace or conventional, right? So for example, a trope in superhero stories is a villain who wants to take over the world. In fandom, which is where we are, this delightful land that we live in, uh, the word trope is often used to describe common plot devices, right? So they're categorized by a certain number of categories, right? So we have character transformations and non-human characters. So we have werewolves, right? Um, I think for us in Germany uh, is Vela, Vila. Mm -hmm. We still have just, no yeah. You can do zombies, you can do LPUs, gender swap, all that stuff. Then you have style, theme, or setting. So alternate universe. So it can be alpha, beta, omega society, which is very common in mm -hmm. fandom. Mm -hmm. You can do barista AU or coffee shop, right? You can do uh, royalty AU. You could do modern AU. So normally modern AUs are something used for fandoms where the canon is set in historical and ethical setting. So I've read Diana does not really like modern AUs very much. I've read a couple where they're just the characters in name, but not necessarily they don't exist in the world of Hogwarts and everything else. Then we can have them um, by um individual elements right so memory loss or amnesia we can do character death major character death um we can do didn't know they were dating dubcon um then you have you know kings nodding we know all that stuff um then we can do based on the relationship to canon right 
So it can be AU, which is alternate universe. It can be canon divergence AU, which we've seen a lot in Germany, right? Because they're not a canon uh, couple. So it means that somewhere the, they kind of took the story that J.K. Rowling wrote and then they kind of wrote their own version of it. Kind of like in Clean and Marked, where he goes on the hunt with them and everything else. Um, dark fic, um, you know, missing scene, next generation, stuff like that. Then based on tone, we have angst, right? Which is... Which I avoid. Yeah, <laughs> we, avoid, yeah we avoid. <laughs> then we have fluff, hurt or comfort, porn with plot. We love porn with plot. Porn um, without plot. Yeah, porn without plot sometimes. And then based on the OTP relationship to one another, we have childhood sweethearts. We have friends to lovers. And then obviously our favorite enemies to lovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really about it. So we kind of just wanted to cover that. So Diana, do you want to tell us the five tropes we will be discussing this week? It is my pleasure. Number one, marriage law. Number two, soulmates. Number three, co-workers. Mm. Number five, baby fix. And number sorry, that was number four. And number five, Annie Magus. And the reason why I miss I I made a mistake with the numbers is because we had another one prepared for today, which uh, can I? Can yeah, I of course. Yeah. yeah, which one? Which is memory loss and oblivion. But we realized that we have so many mm-hmm. in this category that we're going to de- dedicate a whole episode to memory loss slash oblivion, which will probably be our next one. Yes, I'm so excited for that one. Well, this one too, of course. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Do you want to do you want to start with no, Georgie, you are going to start with marriage law. Yes. Okay. So I have actually a couple. Uh, me too. Um, we discussed some of them, but I have two that we did not discuss on any of the episodes. So I wanted to mention them. So my first choice is called An Unsuitable Mate by Fiction Aficionado. Wait. Yeah, I think I mentioned it before. It's 65,000 words, 29 chapters. So um, the, I'll tell you guys about the little uh, tagline. Uh, Draco discovers he's part Villa and Hermione is his mate. Tired of having his choices taken away from him, he ignores the fates and marries Astoria instead. Draco's happy with the life he's made for himself till a marriage law threatens to destroy it all by once more forcing the most annoying witch he's ever known back into his life. So if you remember, this is the one where Hermione marries Lucius. So you... Put this one as your favorite one. Well, not not necessarily my favorite marriage law, because I have, you know which one my favorite is, and you might have chosen it as well, so we might cover it. But I wanted to put this one because it was so interesting. So I'll tell you guys a little bit about it. It sounds creepy, though. Well, it kind of is, but the way it's written, it's really nice. I swear, it really is. So again, An Unsuitable Mate by Fiction Aficionado. So basically, Draco discovers his villa and Hermione's mate, and he refuses. He will not have someone else decide his fate for him, whatever. So he decides to marry Astoria, and because he never uh, presented, right, as villa, and he never consumed the relationship with his mate, as long as he stays away, he's fine. So Mm -hmm. him and Astoria travel the world for like five plus years, and everything else. He never really is planning on returning back home or he doesn't know. So eventually he goes, okay, let's go back home, whatever. And that's when the marriage law is enacted because the population is dwindling, whatever. And Hermione has to marry someone. And she chooses to marry Lucius because in this one, Lucius is actually very nice. 
So the, the way the story starts is after the war, Lucius realizes that um, like the ministry is a mess and he kind of steps in and him and Hermione work together and they have a very nice friendship. So um, he says to her, instead of marrying someone that they say for you, why don't you marry me? I will always take care of you. We get along well, we work well together and everything else. So Hermione marries Lucius. The only thing is that this is the part that was a little hard to swallow, swallow but well, yeah, maybe sometimes you do swallow. I don't know. It depends on <laughs> preference, I guess. <laughs> what? <laughs> we did say porn with plot was or porn without plot was one of the that, is, anyway, that is true. So they do have to consummate their marriage. Mm -hmm. So that's the one part that I was like, oh, but it's okay. I mean, it's never written in too much detail. And in this one, Hermione kind of lost everyone. She lost Harry, she lost Ron, she lost. So it's a universe where kind of just these four individuals exist. Well, Drago comes back with Astoria and well, now he's in the presence of his mate. And he, well, first of all, he hates her because he feels like, again, his choices are taken away. We know how that goes. And what happens is they're so, he becomes very sick mm -hmm. because he's not giving into bond. So he finally admits to his father that Hermione is his mate. And his father says, if you would have told me that, we would have done something about it. You know how important a mate is to Avella. I would have never married her, whatever. And he just realizes that he might have made an error, but it's too late. So him, Hermione, Lucius and Astoria sit down and they say, okay, listen, it is what it is. And you're just going to have to consummate enough to make sure that you don't die or whatever. And of course they do it. And of course that now he can't have enough. I won't say more. It's a happy end. I thought it was very interesting. I've never read anything like it. I was like reading it and I was like, oh my God, where is this going? Are we sure this is a happy end? It is a happy end. It ends very well. Lucius also has a happy end, which is nice to see him be a nice mm. man mm. Uh, because you almost never really? Yeah, he's a nice guy in this one. Like he's actually upset at Draco because he didn't tell him because he said, well, I would have helped you know how important because they had Villa and their family in the past. So he knows how important the mate is. So that's the so one I wanted to mention. Okay, you go ahead, you go ahead. Well, I have four written here and it's very hard for me to, to decide. So why don't we do the following? If it's some that we've mentioned in the past, mention them by name and a little bit of a synopsis, but very short because we covered them in past episodes. And if it's someone that, someone that you've never discussed before, right? That one, you can go into a little more detail like I did with this one. Sound good? Because I have yes. some that I've discussed in the past as well. So I do want to cover on those. Okay. Mm, the beginning of everything. Mm -hmm. Do you remember... So it's by River Rider, and I think we read other things by River Rider yes, as well. Yes, we did. We love her. Do you know uh, what we read? So From the her? yeah, so uh, it's twenty, uh, it's fifty thousand words, a lot, a lot of kudoses. Um, the, um, the description is Draco extracted a box from his pocket and flipped it open to reveal the most exquisite ring Hermione has ever seen. <sighs> she gasped and he says, no Granger, I meant I literally have a proposal for you. He held her gaze and he spoke. What do you say? Marry me and help me put one over on the ministry. I know you're dying to stick it, uh, stick it to them. This is a fic, which is ostensibly about marriage law. I so what happens, one. she, she's, um, 
archaeologist mm -hmm. and she's not in Britain right now and in Britain they they started this marriage law you absolutely have to marry you know it's the same idea with marriage law all the time and then Draco comes to where she is and he proposes to her and but this Draco is actually an interesting Draco mm -hmm. he's he's different than the others so yes, he's yes. um he's very accomplished from a career perspective he's very um, rich of course but he's uh, he's accomplished a lot mm -hmm. in his uh, professional life mm -hmm. they had had something if i remember correctly in, the, the, past, in yeah. the past but there was kind of a miscommunication <laughs> absolutely yeah diana loads if it's a trope she despises this miscommunication which will probably be why it's not on our podcast <laughs> you can you can do an episode on your own yeah if you want on that okay and he's um he's actually very a very mature and very grown up um draco they have a very good relationship in this one there's not really a lot of angst they basically marry they're ha very happy together i think they have kids and blah blah they don't live in england and they do something they find a loophole somehow mm -hmm. in um, in that marriage law and they make plans i think with ron and Ginny and harry to stop this uh, marriage law. Yeah. it's very interesting it's a very it interesting to twist and what I really like, one of my favorite things, um, and I know that you read it before and you told me about this, he has a conversation with Harry and with Ron, and yeah. he explains his perspective on everything that has happened. Mm -hmm. And I know that several uh, fanfics approach this. It's like, okay, I've been turned into a ferret mm -hmm. and nobody was punished for this. Mm -hmm. I, if you, You've done so many things including i was hit by sectosempra and i almost yeah. died and harry potter wasn't punished if yeah. i would have done that probably i would have gone Been to azkaban yeah and there are several you know unfair things you know and then all those coins that well, dumbledore awarded to gryffindor mm -hmm. so all of these things are very discouraging actually yeah and he explains this in a very common sense way and i think they they also understand his perspective yeah. so this is why why i like this 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 fan fiction there's no redemption arc and so on but it's very satisfying from yes. very many i think so too it, yeah it's it's really a, a nice um okay and i would like to have some honorable mentions here three if possible yeah of course I have uh, one, well. one of them is consummation and i think don't you have that too consummation no but you can talk about it yeah consummation is only five thousand words <gasps> oh, um goodness. and it's by oh no so sorry, I consummation by Pagan. Pagan, oh, very nice. Yes, and it's it's very short, but it's very satisfying. I think it has three um, three chapters, mm -hmm. if I'm if I'm not mistaken. So it's fairly yes. And what happens? They are also co-workers. So this is a co-worker one. Actually, they were partners, and this marriage law they have yeah. you know, because of the marriage law they had to marry and. It's a little bit funny because Rico wonders how her boobs are. <laughs> As <they're>... one does. <laughs> and, you know, he wonders, oh, she, she was complaining about the marriage law. And he was saying, oh, if I have to put up with this, I hope that at least she has something. Some nice boobs. Yeah, I remember now. Um, and at some point, Rico says you know what, we've been working together, we know each other, you know what I stand for, so on, why? Why don't you yeah. just... Yeah, so it's it's a very short one and a very satisfying one okay. too. I think I know which one you have as a second mention. Tell me. <gasps> okay, 
you know, it's not only my favorite, I think, in, in marriage law, but it's like one of my favorites of all time. Really? Yeah, I think so. I just, I love it so much. Ties that bind. <laughs> yes. Not the ties that bind, guys. We <laughs> had a whole fight about ties that bind and the ties that bind. Anyway, ties that bind, which is Conjunctionis Ligavaris by Tattoos and High Heel Shoes. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned this in the past. Uh, 21,000 words, two chapters. So um, basically, obviously, there's a marriage law. And the way that they do this one, you submit your paperwork or whatever, they match you with someone. But before they, you get married, what they do is they show the other person why they chose you, right? Yeah. So Hermione gets to see why they chose uh, Draco for her which then you find out that there might have been some stuff from the beginning, some feelings from a while back and Draco finds out about her. And it's just, it's, it's so good. And the thing is like, it has two chapters Then I don't know if you remember when the first one, it's a little bit angsty. It's a little bit like, he's just so hurt because now she knows how he really feels, whatever. And the second one, the second is so, oh my God. I remember, yeah. yeah. And it's, you find out that there's a reason why Hermione will marry Ron, right? Because in the beginning, everyone's at the boroughs trying to get married before the law but she chooses just put her faith in the ministry and they end up very happy together it's wonderful i love it so 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 much and i need to read the description yes read the description yeah if you think that's an orgasm granger you're in for a long night (laughs) Mm -hmm. they knew each other they respected each other but a marriage law some verita serum and ministry mandated memory exchanges will change everything i think this is a great description actually summarizes very well exactly what happens in this in this one i forgot to say the you know i I mentioned i mentioned the previous one that i wrote from read from river writer the beginning of everything She's the one who wrote a second look, mm, an amazing love. one. Yeah, and now yeah. she has one. It's a whip, work in progress. It's called an unexpected Malfoy. Um, it's fifty-five chapters up to now, but apparently she hasn't finished it yet. So okay. we'll probably we're gonna read it at that time. Okay, so you mentioned this one, which is great. And let me see if I think I have another one. Hmm. Yeah, it's a marriage of inconvenience. Mm, I? Yeah, I think I think you are. So a marriage oh, of inconvenience. Um, let me uh, say how many words. Sixteen, almost seventeen thousand words. Many kudos as well. Hermione and Ron apply for their marriage license, only to discover Hermione is more than a buck muggle-born, and she's bound by an ancient magical contract to marry the one person she despises more than any other. Mm-hmm. I remember this one. This was yeah. good. It was, and the plot twist at the end is actually very satisfying. The author is Closet Fangirl 77. Oh, I might just have to reread this one. I actually have to be part <gasps> for this podcast. Oh, very nice. Yeah, it's very good. I remember it was like, it was Blaze Zabini, right? He was like working at the ministry and he's the one who like, what, it was like a whole thing. It was very good. Oh, I'm going to, you have to send me the link. Yes. So I can reread it. Okay. Uh, I have one more. Can I mention it very quickly? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's called Flight Risk by Mad Rose underscore writing. It's 8,200 words, one chapter. You know, I love my one chapters. So I know, I know. It's like I could do a podcast on my own. No, just the one Georgie, chapter. 10 podcasts. Only. Yes, 10. <laughs> on how many one chapters? 
Um, so this is locked away in Azkaban to pay for his involvement with the Dark Lord. Draco thinks he is safe from the Ministry's new marriage law. But as he should have learned by now that the Golden Trio wants, the Golden Trio gets. He just never accounted for Hermione setting her sights on him, not as someone worth saving and certainly not as husband material. So I have to mention something. So he's in Azkaban. He's going to be there for a while. Then the marriage law happens. Then Hermione says and says, well, I'm going to marry you. And that way you get, you get to get out, right? And they have to consummate their marriage, of course, because that's how it happens with marriage laws. And she does. And then she disappears. What? I know it's bonkers. She's like, well, I never thought I would have freedom. And now I know I can have freedom. And now I'm like freaking the fuck out. So she disappears. Ron doesn't know where she is. Harry doesn't know where she is. No one does. That's so amazing. She, yeah. So he starts looking for her and he finds her somewhere with this other guy. And um, she's like living just her life somewhere like the southern of Italy, just like whatever. And he's like, what the hell, man? Like, you can't <laughs> just marry me and then leave. And of course, it's a happy end or whatever. But I thought it was like so interesting with the plot twist. Um, I was like, you go, Hermione, you go get yourself a hot Italian man or whatever you want. <laughs> but it was, it was very good. And no, they don't end up falling in love by the end. But it is like you can see that they will work on having a good marriage and they do see that there's chemistry there and everything else. So that's it. All I, that's all I wanted to mention for marriage law. Good. Do you think I'm going to like this one? Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, I'm it's not a little, sure either. It's a little iffy with one chapters because they can either be very intense or just uh, have an, kind of an open ending, which I know you don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not really <sighs> an, an open it. Like it's, it is kind of an open ending. Like, you know, they'll end up together. And they'll have a good marriage, but like they don't kiss and say I love you at the end. So okay. Okay. Second. So, yes. Yeah, Soulmates. Go, 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 Diana. Are you sure? Yeah, you want me you, to, to yes. go first? Guys, I chose ceremonials. <gasps> Diana, plot twist. Stop it. What? <gasps> you don't. I did not. No, no, no. I think it is soulmates, but I wasn't even thinking about it. I know, I know. I, and I think I have a, a few other surprises for you. <laughs> Were you a little proud of yourself when you chose this? Oh one? God, yes, I was so good. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, because I was almost sure that you are <laughs> gonna forget about this one. Okay, I totally did. <sighs> this is by the absolute best. Hey Jude, nineteen, the author of Remain Nameless, oh. and. The disc- okay, no, let me see. Um, it's uh, 15,000 words. Mm-hmm. And it says, <laughs> she says, <laughs> as a description, did I write an AU spinoff of Remain Nameless? Sure did. I think you'll be able to figure out which kind of AU pretty quickly. Uh, the problem is now that I think we, we actually created a spoiler. Because if we included it in, um, in this trope, then... Well, actually, you know, well, we had a whole episode dedicated to Remain Nameless. I mean, at this point, it's not a spoiler. I know it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. It's about surprise, surprise. Draco and Hermione Draco is about to receive the Dementor's kiss. He is sentenced to the Dementor's kiss. Harry tries to save him, or at least we find out we, he tries to save him. Uh, Harry doesn't agree with this um, with this measure. Anyway, and then the Dementor tries to kiss him twice, and Draco 
isn't dying mm-hmm. so he doesn't die and according to the law he basically got his punishment yep. and he is freed from Azkaban mm-hmm. but the ministry wants uh, Hermione who is an unspeakable mm-hmm. to uh, analyze this and why? to understand why this has happened and of course they spend time together every day you know it's like that proximity again you know this is another proximity yeah. is another trope yeah we have that i don't think we have it maybe we have maybe it we'll in, add it in the in the next episode i think yeah. we have it in the episode after the memory loss okay there is some blueberry scone and coffee oh, involved because <laughs> because that's because it's a spin-off from from remain nameless and probably figure out why this has happened and why he didn't die yeah and we find out at the end but it's the, the relationship between them evolves yeah. beautifully and we yeah. know that hey jude is very very good at um, yeah. at working on and developing a relationship between the two there's a little bit of banter but then you know the more time draco spends with her the more he falls for her but so does she oh. and it's from draco's perspective which is my favorite mm-hmm. point of view there's also the third person perspective what yeah. i think when when you find out what happens in draco's <laughs> dramatic mind <laughs> some of our favorite parts of yes, yes, exactly. exactly okay oh my god this is so exciting you chose such a good one thank i you, chose i chose one that i've spoken about for um i've spoken about in the past but um if you're looking at soulmate use i think this is like um the best in my opinion um so it's called soul scar series by vofastudum i think i've spoken about it before so it has two it has story skin deep and story slow down when they're a series i consider them as one because they're meant to be written that way so vofastudum has a really nice writing style where she writes kind of like a poetry kind of a thing and i lo- i just love everything she's written um so the first one is her soulmate her partner her equal her lover a death eater unwilling probably but a death eater she knows nothing of him nothing but what his scars tell her so in this soulmates au right um universe the person that's your soulmate um has your scar so as you get a scar they see it on their body and everything else and it starts with uh, draco and hermione obviously um and you talk it talks about how they discover that they're soulmates he does a little bit faster than she does um then what she does she writes in the same universe and it also has uh Panville so Pansy and Neville and then uh Theo and Harry not Pot. So it's a little bit of everything but it is Germany centric and in stories that bound you kind of see the continuation of those stories it is honestly gorgeous beautiful heartbreaking just anything you can ask um from a story and especially a soulmate to you story i love how like in the beginning she writes about how soulmates are this rare thing but she said that she loved the idea of soulmates in this universe so much that she also did pandal and not pot but um it's it's fantastic can you so tell good. me the name have i did i have i read this one no you did not we talked about it you said you would and you added it to your tbr but it's so, soul scars series i'll send it to you uh by fofas to doom it's really nine chapters in between the two um the two parts it's about 40 50 something thousand so, words so georgie can you send it to me please yeah of course i'll send it to you right now so okay okay uh, i have another one it's called per as aspera ad astra so uh-huh. per aspera 
add a strum. Uh -huh. It's written by all underscore maroon, all mm. underscore maroon. That's a very short description. Hermione has a constellation on her arm. She knows exactly what it means. Mm. Guess what constellation? Hold on, Orion? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. <laughs> yes, I um. It's a very short one. It's 5,000 words. It's one chapter one. I think it's really, really under, um, I mean, it, it only has 450 kudos, but I think it deserves a lot more. Yeah. So if you want a short and very heartwarming um, a marriage law, oh, sorry, <laughs> a marriage law, the soulmate um, fanfic, you can read this one. Pair Aspera Ad Astra by all underscore Maru. Yeah, that was a good one. I liked it. Do you do you know? I mean, do can you say more about it? I don't know. If I look it up, I I can. Yes. I remember reading it when you mentioned it. I was like, oh, I definitely read it. Yes, it was very very nice. Okay, it was very nice. Um, let me mention one more, even though I discussed it like a couple of episodes ago, just by name. Uh, the Binding by Curly K. So it's a pretty big one, one seventy five k words, thirty five chapters. But this one, I think it's you know, so many of you because they give bound at when they're children, basically mm, straight yes. birth. So, you know, if you like soulmate AUs, he's a good boy, this Draco. They grow up together, secret relationships, supportive Narcissa, Crookshanks and Narcissa friendship, which is so cute. Yes. Harry and Theo, Pansy and Ron. Then you are going to love, love, love this one. And it follows the events of the books and movies pretty close, but with some changes to make sense of the idea that they've been growing up together <clears throat> and they've kind of known each other. So Draco doesn't have a dark mark. His sis intervenes. Uh, Hermione doesn't have a mudblood scar, um, but manner events still happen. And Hermione's parents go to Australia, but with Narcissus' help and they're not obligated. So mm. the same stuff kind of happens, but not really, but I love it. It's great. And if you like, you know, um, friends, I should say childhood friends to enemies, mm -hmm. I mean, to lovers and whatever, it's really good. Okay, um, do we want to move on to the next one? Absolutely, yes. Okay, so our next one is co-workers, which weirdly enough, I had a hard time. Me too. I don't know if I just can't remember or maybe I tagged them as something else in my own mind, but um, I had a hard time finding. I found two, one that we discussed in the past that I like a lot and one that I remembered while I was looking through my list and I thought it was like very interesting written. So um, the first time that I want to talk about is when I've talked in the past, Call It What You Want by Hawthorne Whisperer. It's 36,000 words, 14 chapters. Mm -hmm. And it's basically Draco and Hermione have to work together on this manner of this weird pure blood person and basically just take the words down and everything else. What happens is that she says to Draco, well, I need you to have sex with me. Um, and he's like, I'm sorry, what? Did you fall on your head and like hit it? <laughs> and are you delusional? And Hermione hears Cormac McLachlan, or however you say his last name, say that she's not good at sex. So she takes that, internalizes it, makes this decision. So basically they decide while they're in this remote uh, destination that they're going to have sex together. Of course, of course, feelings are involved. Honestly, I think you liked it as well. I did. I did. It yeah. is just so, so good. And they do end up together. There's a little bit of angst. Of course, Draco is just so wonderful. And he's just so, 
I don't know, considerate, lovely. I just don't even know how to describe him without like ruining too much of the plot, but mm, he is, he is. And he's also a little bit unsure somehow yeah. because he has been pining for her for a while yeah. and you find out while they were having sex that he actually cares about her yeah and of course he says that i mean he thinks that she doesn't oh it always happens but it's it's very nice it and it's also very, a little bit funny it is a little bit mean, funny i think i can imagine hermione you know with her hands on her hips and goes to draco's room and said i think we should have sex did you did you did you um have you read we didn't read the um the description right because the description is funny oh yes yes i have it right there go, go ahead, go ahead. um i need you to have sex with me draco stares at her sure he had misheard pardon hermione looked up at the ceiling taking a deep breath i have it on good i have heard a bloody hell she muttered i'm bad in bed i need practice his lungs had entirely stopped working. <laughs> practice, he repeated dully. Yes, practice at sex, at sex. And you came to me, why? Because what else are we going to do here this month? Uh, Drake, yeah. So that's basically, which I think it's very, like, it, <laughs> if nothing else, I, I would have been convinced by that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, shall we go to the next, um, the next show? Um, well, you have to tell me about coworkers, right? Oh, I haven't, I haven't, yeah. sorry. A mine is in um, a mine is distance by oh, I know. dreams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you haven't read this one. I haven't. This one was recommended to me by Hey Jude, the author of Remain Nameless. When I asked her, you know, which ones do you like? Mm-hmm. I think her and uh, In Dreams and the Fizzle are good friends, mm-hmm. if I'm not. Yeah, I, and might be writing. No, might be writing in the physical, mm-hmm. but I think within dreams as well. She's uh, in dream is a in dream in in underscore dreams is a very pro- prolific writer uh, in the dreamini fandom. See, I've learned. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read the description. She's a novice, unspeakable, trying to earn her stripes. He is a shafted or desperate to prove himself. When they end up forced together on a shared assignment, neither is willing to go back down, uh, to back down, sorry. Uh, But when the mission pulls them into an ancient world of mystery and adventure, they find themselves depending on each other in a race against time. It's very interesting. I know you mentioned that maybe I'll start it's, it's very, very interesting. And they are a very good team and they always hold hands. I think in, in Dreams is uh, fanfics, they always, you know, they after they actually get together, they mm-hmm. always hold hands. He kisses her and hugs her all the time. Oh. And and she but it's a very, very good murder mystery. And honestly, I think we have murder you know mystery what? troupe as well i Fuck. think that that's the one that i just don't i don't read a lot of murder mysteries in general so I, maybe that's like the one thing that's keeping me from reading it but because i know she's a really good writer mm-hmm. and i like her other mm-hmm. stuff um okay so so just injuries but it's very interesting i mean i've read several from her i think three or four mm-hmm. and it's always there's something new and original something Mm -hmm. that I haven't read before and it's really interesting because up until the end you actually don't know what is happening they almost die at the end they save each other several times I really liked it okay good well it's not there's a little bit of smut as well also because they they have to be in the same room (laughs) together but um and the attraction is there but it has it's it's good very nice I did want to mention one more uh, yeah, which I was too. reminded of um, while I was doing my little research. 
So it's called, pardon my French accent, it's called Dépassement. Ooh, look no, at no, 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 I think it's Dépassement. Dépassement, I think. Thank you, Diana. Thank you, thank you. That's why I said pardon my French accent. <laughs> By Cetisma, in his 35,000 words, three chapters. Um, so Hermione and Draco work together for Harry in the Aurors department. They get put on a mission to the south of France together to help bring an illegal ring to justice. And in their magical world, right, um, they use beings for their traits and murder them for their property. So unicorns, so on mm. and so forth. So they come up with the idea in order to make it make sense that they would spend their time together in the house across the way from the house they're surveilling. They come up with the idea to be married in secret and get away from the tabloids in the UK for an extended honeymoon in France. So that's their excuse. Why would they be there for months at a time, right? So since this is a magical world, the other people can hear them. So they actually have to pretend like they're together. So the other people can hear their conversations. Um, they can see them. So they have to pretend as if they're an actual couple. They have to flirt. They have to kiss. They have to cook together, snuggle together, so on and so forth. So I liked it because I thought their combos were very interesting because they were always underlined with a tinge of truth, but you didn't really know, like they were talking as if they're married people and they love each other. But, um, you know, there were moments where you're like, is this really what they mean or not? The, the, the dialogue was super interesting. I don't know that I've ever read this type of dialogue before. The only room in the house where they have some privacy, right, is the bedroom. Um, the other really cool thing is Draco is an animagus, which I didn't put it in that part of it, but he is a fox and at night he goes to kind of spy. But when he um, can't handle emotion, he turns into the fox and that's how he spends his time. So there's one scene where like they fight and Draco just transforms into the fox and, and Hermione's having a conversation with him. And, and he hides under the bed or something. Yeah, and he hides under the bed and everything else. You did read it. I did. Okay. I liked it. I forgot about it. And then when I was going through my little list, I was like, oh, it's so good. I actually reread it and I was like, oh, the dialogue is so good. I think one of the reasons why it's not necessarily on my list, I love the fact that he's a fox. I love foxes. Do you know Finnegan Fox? I need Finnegan? to show Finnegan Fox. No, I don't amazing. know Finnegan Fox. Anyway. Okay. Guys, just if you like foxes, Finnegan Fox on Instagram is lovely. Um, and on YouTube as well. Um, so one of the reasons why I think at the time when I read it, I wasn't on you know my list here. Mm -hmm. Remember that I really like the introspection. So mm -hmm. I really like when I have Draco points, Draco's point yeah. of view, and I know what he's thinking and so on. Whereas this one is more of a dialogue-based one. Yes. And just as you said, it's very, very smart dialogue. And I remember that Hermione is very not not she's she's very uh, she's very confident yeah I think she's very good at sex as well yeah and she's and not ashamed to talk she, about it whatever which I did I did not mind at all but and, and Draco is actually in this one the opposite yeah he's uh, he's a little bit shyly recruit I think mm -hmm. and I remember that the first time they go to the beach she she's topless yeah and he's a little bit alarmed by yeah. this <laughs> um, but um, she learns stuff from from her from yeah. her sexual perspective yeah. and of course they're successful with their mission it's interesting I might be reading it again I I had the same experience with all you want mm -hmm. recently 
Mm -hmm. This is one mm -hmm. of the ones that I'm reading right now. The first time I read it, I felt that things are happening very fast and it's, yeah. it's, there's not as much introspection as I, I would have wanted. But that's because I had read, I think, uh, beginning and end and wait and hope which, before, yeah. which is very, very introspective. And yeah. also isolation, it's very, very detailed. And But now when I read it again, I absolutely loved it. So as you said, I think it depends so much when you read things. Yes and what you've read before I think now I'm a lot more open because I read so many yeah. but what I'm trying to say is that I actually will like to read it again mm -hmm. and I'm almost sure that I will like it a lot more, more than, than I did. did the first time so Diana what you're trying to say is that sometimes being in the right mood to oh, read things George, makes you, you know. appreciate them more you heard it here first guys she can't make fun of me because I say I can't read that one I'm not in the mood <laughs> yeah so Georgie tries to explain to me that she's a mood reader I have so I, I have a few ones that I absolutely want her to read so we can talk about it, yeah. uh, about them. So one of them is The Disappearances of Draco Malfoy. Yeah. Absolutely, you have to read it. I think we're going to dedicate a whole episode to it because it's Excellent. a really, really, really one of the best redemption arcs I have ever read. Oh, exciting. Yes, then In Distance. Then uh -huh. I have We Learned of the Sea. Yes, that one's have been happened. happening since like January of this year. Yes, I don't exactly. Know. And then I don't know. I have a few other yeah. ones that you haven't read. Yeah. And I think one, one of them is on this. We list will. As well. We'll get that. Okay. And then we have two more that yeah. we have uh, talked about before, and I'm not going to go into detail. Bring him to his knees. <gasps> yes. Uh, bring him to his knees <sighs> by music with a, a Y. Yeah. With a Y. Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh my god. So good. We actually dedicated a whole episode to it. So we're yeah. not I'm not gonna talk about it. And then the second, the other one is Tremble and Depart. <gasps> Tremble and Depart. Ooh. But I have this one at another category. Okay. So I'm going to talk about it later. But I think okay. we we talked about Tremble and Depart, I we think did. in the episode when we talked about what we've read recently. Yeah. And I got this one. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. And I call it grab and go. <laughs> I don't know why, because I don't know. The first time I, I was reading it, I couldn't remember the title. I told You're like, oh, grab and go. <laughs> grab and go. But it's Tremble in the Park. Oh, my goodness. I think I reread some of the scenes. Yeah. They're so, they're, and Draco. Is it is. Yeah. He is. Okay. And it's very good. Yes. Okay. So the next category, we have two left. It's baby fix. So mm -hmm. any type of baby fix you can think of, right? Uh, whether they're their children, their children, other relationships and whatever, it does not matter. So Diana, do you want to go first? Because no. no, I know I think I know what you're gonna choose. Of course. But I have two, yeah. but I wanted to choose one because um we haven't spoken about it. I think we had a conversation about this one recently. Uh it's the best of me by Mrs. Wren. Um <laughs> if you want, you can talk about it. No, mm -hmm. no, no, no. Okay. So the best of me by Mrs. Wren, 82,000 words, 21 chapters. So officially, Hermione Granger was killed in action during the Battle of Hogwarts. And officially, Draco Malfoy has never stopped searching for her. Years after the war, during a mission in France, his salvation comes in the form of a little blonde boy and a familiar half kneesel, as I read it to myself. So listen, Harry and Draco are friends and roommates and work together, right? Lucius is terrible. Scorpius is oh, just the most perfect little boy. I think that's the first fanfic we wrote with Scorpius, Scorpius. and we've been in love with him ever since. But Scorpius is always absolutely not. Yeah, he really is. Can I say something? Of course. When I said all you want, I actually meant the best, best of, of me. me. Okay. So this is what the one that I read in on the on the plane coming here. Got you. And 
Yeah, so I, I'm sorry, I, all you want yeah. is by sending you and it's an ABO. Uh, when you said you, you were very, I was like, we didn't talk about that. You really loved it the second time, like so much. I mean, not that there's anything wrong no. with it, but I was like, I, I did not. Okay, so you know, ABO, ABO is not my my cup of tea although yeah, we no. have it in the next uh, next next yeah. episode we're going to talk about best omega versus but uh, yes i was actually talking about yeah. the best of yeah it's lovely oh. it is the first time um we read it was a very long time ago but i liked it because so in this one hermione and draco ha- were in a relationship when she disappeared um and basically he never like everyone kind of gave up including harry he's like you have to move on you have to live a decent life you can't just exist in this half place of always looking for her and that's the thing everywhere he goes he looks for her and oh it's so wonderful i mean i just don't even know what to say about it because it's just you know and she's she doesn't know who she is and she has these moments of self-doubt because she doesn't remember things. And Scorpius always says, oh, we have to be careful with mommy because she doesn't remember. And she has these moments. And she's of, very forgetful. And so. she's very forgetful. And um, I don't think she remembers that she's m- magical, if I remember no, correctly. No, no. Yeah. So, And she actually says at some point, I'm not a brave person. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it is just great, and, and Draco moves across the way from them, and they reconnect. And Lucius is horrible. This one, we hate him. Absolutely despise him. He's the worst. But that's the one I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. There yes. are so many other ones, but this is the one I want to talk about. Yes, and he, she falls for him so easily, and yeah. she says, "Oh my God, this is going too fast." And he's always there for her, and he misses her, and wants to tell her all these things and do all these things to her, but. He can't, he needs to take things easily. And apparently the the explanation is the fact that they don't tell her right away. Yeah. It's because she she might lose her mind. Yeah. Because it's too much. The part where she falls in love with him so easily and he's just so desperate kind of reminded me of the text messages in Wait and Hope. You know, like at the end of Aww. Wait and Hope, where she finds a cell phone and Draco was texting her when her memory was lost because he wanted to talk to her because he loved her so much. She didn't remember who they were. But he did, and he's like, I miss you. Today, I almost kissed you, and whatever. It you kind look of, so lovely You today. look so lovely today. I almost killed Weasley. I <laughs> came in my pants. Like, just like how his, you know, I think you hate me. This kind of reminded me of that in a way, because she's like, why am I falling so fast? Why does this all make sense? And it does, because they work together. They do have a child together. You guys do figure that out. I mean, it's obvious, but... So I don't know. It's it's. I recommend if you love something that just makes your heart kind of like soar with happiness. Mm-hmm. I say read this one. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's go your to. Pick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, a second look. Oh yeah, by River Rider. Um, her best friend's life. The description. No, no. Um, it's a hundred and thirty thousand words worth every single word every single one i read it several times it's 30 chapters lots of kudos so it's they it has 5800 kudos is which is amazing the summary her best friend's life was a mess and she should have done any she would have done anything to make things better for him and his sons that's Harry, of course. Mm-hmm. So when she found her former enemy in a similar situation, her heart went out to him as well. Oh. And the beautiful blonde baby in his arms didn't hurt his case. It was certainly enough for her to give him a second look. 
I, I actually am surprised that it's her who gives him the second look because I, I always thought that it's him who gives her the second look. look. Mm-hmm. Guys, it is so heartwarming. Scorpius is, I don't know, whenever I, I, I read about Scorpius and, and this one is, I get diabetes. He's so sweet. Oh, he is. And, he is so sweet. And everything happens fast so it's like a draco who knows what he wants yeah. and when he sees hermione with scorpius and also with uh, harry's children and how loving she is uh, it's it's absolutely heartwarming and scorpius atta- is very attached to her yeah. right away and one of my favorite moments is when he she is at his house at Draco's and her Scorpius's house. Yeah. And Scorpius uh, stands up for the first time. So he, uh-huh. you know, he was crawling. And then at some point he uh, he stands up on his two legs, little oh, legs. Oh, little legs. And, and Draco, like, he, he can't talk. He's speechless. Yeah. And Hermione realizes that he never had someone to share this moment with and that she's there for him. Oh, my God, it's beautiful. And there's something that happens with the manor Mm -hmm. and she finds a way to to save the manor. It's it's really good. So it has a lot of original stuff in it. So River Rider is is amazing. Diana, are you going to reread this again? Yes, yes, Georgie. I have a feeling that I will. You guys are not looking at her, but as she's talking, she's like, I need to stop the podcast now. <laughs> not go out on vacation now. Stay home. <laughs> Take a look again, which I think is great. Um, I did want to mention really quickly, just one that I mentioned recently. I think, uh, you know, I talked about it. An Unlikely Series by Happy Underscore Valley. It's the one where Draco and Hermione are co-workers and little Rose Weasley comes in oh, into his office God. and she calls him Dwayquo. <laughs> <laughs> and her favorite little stuffed animal is a dragon and she calls the dragon Dwayquo. And they're just so cute and I just can't like, I can see this very tall, blonde, serious, you know, perfect posture. Man. And also grumpy. Because grumpy, this yes. <laughs> he's grumpy and little Rose Weasley just steals his heart away and that's all. I, I spoke about it in a previous episode but I just wanted to mention it. Okay, you go ahead, Diana. Any more you want to mention? Mm, any? I think we should go. To, oh, yeah, there's one. It's called Enamored. Mm-mm-mm. It's a <gasps> shorter one. Can oh, I read Enamored? Yes. And if you haven't, I think you absolutely. Remind should. me of Enamored. If you say it with the French accent. By Mrs. Wren. Mm, we like so, that. So, what, what else? Well, I just, the recent one I just spoke about, The Best of Me. She's she's yeah. the other or that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's absolutely amazing. This one is only seven thousand words. He wants to press her to the wall of the lift. Well, no. Uh oh. What happened? Until the. Uh oh. No. 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 Oh, sorry. This one is very good as well. It's one of my favorite. But it's not the one that I wanted to to read. So ah. Uh, Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I will. I promise. I will find it by the end of this podcast. Okay, I think I so, wrote the. So while you look for it, I'll I'll move on to the next category. Is that okay? Or no, no, wanna... no. Just no. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. You're right. You're yeah. Right. I let's, think it, it makes sense. To yeah. Let's go. move on to the next category, and then if you find it, great. And if not, we can always mention it on next week's episode. Yes. Oh, thank you, George. 
Uh, so our last category is animagus, right? So um, animagus is when they transform themselves into animals. Um, in their world, you have to be like registered with the ministry and everything else. I think the most common case of animagus is Professor McGonagall, right? She's a cat. And then you also had uh, Remus Lupus's friends who all became animagus so they can stay with him when he turned into a well werewolf. So that's like the most common ones that we, oh, and then Peter Pettigrew, who was like the rat, uh, Ron's rat. But um, in this one, my choice, I uh, chose one where uh, Draco is a white owl animagus. And I mm -hmm. think Diana knows I'm gonna choose this one. Um, so it's called The Night Visitor by Kiwi05622. It's 112,000 words, 15 chapters. So it says, his apology came to her on the wings of moonlight. Her response returned to him in delayed indifference. This is Draco Malfoy's journey, seeking forgiveness from his past misdeeds and finds redemption through their letters while a prisoner in Azkaban. <laughs> so it is just, I had this on my list for a long time. And one day I was like, oh, I want to read something, but I don't know what I want to read and whatever. And I was like, you know what, let me start this one. And I started it and I was like, I was telling Diana about it. And she was like, I want to read it. And I think... I think you loved it more than I did. I love it, but I think you loved it more than I did. You were just, just so enamored with this one. It is fantastic. So he's a prisoner in Azkaban and he's working on his apology letters, his apology tour, if you will. So he sends Jermi uh, Hermione. Sometimes when I say Hermione, I say Jermione because it just rhymes. So when I say Jermione, I really mean Hermione most of the time. Anyway, um, so he sends her a response and he says to himself, it's okay if she doesn't reply. It's okay if whatever, it's yeah. okay. And then of course she replies with the very like, you are forgiven or whatever, something very yeah, neutral, short. Yeah. And of course he loses fucking mind. Ah. Which I love by the way that his introspection in this one, because he's always like, oh, here he is reverting back to his old ways, all of the hard work that he's put in, he's forgetting about it. But um, so then he, of course he writes to her a very just dismissive letter whatever and then he changes his mind and he says no, no 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 no, i can't do that at the same time he's writing an apology to luna and he accidentally sends the apology the letter to hermione thinking that it was the apology to luna and it's too late so he freaks out uh, but to continue his kind of correspondence with hermione because uh, she does reply yeah because she does reply goes back and forth he's he's an animagus he never registered but that was his backup plan right if things went wrong in the world in the world whatever he was gonna just take off as an animagus so he never Sorry, registered did you say himself. what animagus he is? yeah a white owl mm -hmm. yeah and we're looking for the fanfic <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. and um so he's so he's the one who delivers sometimes the letters and sometimes he does not whatever and the, and the relationship develops and it's just the first time they have sex is like just so my god i mean like I don't know, my heart hurt for him because he was just so, you know, like feeble and just he was like if you remember he was like dirty and he was like just so weak and she just loved it. She was so loving and tender and yeah, yeah. And she actually tells him, I don't know if she uses the word love at some point, but she says that she says that it doesn't matter to her how he looks like or how he yeah. performs or whatever because feelings are not about that yeah it's very nice and in his case like when she goes to ask a man hoping to see him he like rejects her because he's so ashamed of the way he looks 
Mm-hmm. Um, and he but, doesn't want the reunion to be like that. Anyway, yes. um, okay. should I say my animagus first? Yeah. My animagus story? Actually, I was right. It was enamored. Okay, but it was by for, someone else? No, it oh. was by Mrs. Wren. It's just that when I read the summary, I couldn't remember the okay. exact. So talk about that one. Uh, so we're back to which trope? Baby fic. Baby fic. So enamored by Mrs. Wren. 7,000 words. Many, many kudos. Okay, so they're best friends. She uh, very often she babysits for Scorpius. I know exactly what and you're talking she about. and he goes on dates, mm-hmm. and every date is worse and worse and worse. One uh, night when she puts when Hermione puts Scorpius to bed, he asks her, "Why aren't you my mom? Or where is my mom? Could you be mm-hmm. my mom?" And anyway, the thing is. Draco really really likes Hermione Hermione likes Draco as well but he thinks that she only wants to be friends with him anyway and then at some point they have amazing sex when they both realize that they actually really really like each other and they become this very very nice family Mm. and it's it's really heartwarming there's no angst it's just Draco a little bit desperate (laughs) and cowardly kind kind of and actually when uh, oh god it's so sweet so actually Scorpius is the one bringing them together but I don't want to mention how yeah don't do it it's so so cute (laughs) basically doesn't keep a promise (laughs) good you know what sometimes he doesn't some yeah sometimes you need the help of the little ones you do because they're so honest yeah and I think they see things that us maybe as grown-ups don't have the guts to do because to them why wouldn't you do the thing that you want to do whereas us I think as old adults we're always like well what if she says no what if you know they never talk to me or whatever whereas children just are like just do the thing that yeah yeah do you want to mention your animators absolutely (laughs) and we know that one and I've been trying to convince you to read it Diana I'm not in the mood Anyway, <laughs> it's called Waves and Strays by Kionomiko. Oh, we love Kionomiko. She's Kionomiko. so awesome. I don't know, just read everything written by her. Absolutely. So Waves and Strays, we have Draco is an animagus. He's <laughs> animagus. I always forget what kind of animagus he is, but it's from the ferret family. <laughs> <laughs> He's just this little fluffy guy with a fluffy tail. Oh. And what happens? He wants to run away. He wants to leave this cruel, wizarding British world. Yeah. And his plan is to turn into his animagus and convince one of the uh, people, one, one of the students, to bring him back to Britain in in the, the shape of his animagus, gotcha. and so that he runs away. And he only finds Hermione on the Black Lake. And Hermione is, she misses her parents. Mm-hmm. And she feels that she's not really understood by the others. And she always puts this facade of, oh, I'm, everything's fine. Don't worry about me, blah, blah, blah. And her friends believe her. Mm-hmm. But actually, Draco ends up being the only one who sees her when she's in her room and she's crying. Mm-hmm. And, well, she she takes him mm-hmm. to his house, to Grimmauld Place, <gasps> where she shares the place with Harry. Okay, I'm convinced I'm going to start reading it. Okay, continue, continue. And she talks to him and he listens. And then when when she undresses, he turns her away. So he doesn't see her. And one of the cutest things in the world is the fact that she always picks him up 
and she holds his bum oh, so that bum. he's comfortable on her shoulder <laughs> and he loves it and you know they I, I don't know I, I think this is according to the canon as well that they do have the traits of that animal and when she scratches his ear he does this thing with his back, back leg <laughs> because he really likes it and he can't help it and because he gets to know her so well he he wants to help her so he alternates between being Draco in human form and Draco in ferret form yeah and they go to dinner and she really she gets attached to him in both forms oh yes it's very nice and then of course there's this little angst where she, when she finds out of course, of course and she's upset for my opinion no reason yeah <laughs> because she has two in one right now but anyway the fact that she didn't tell her and of course blah, blah, blah. yeah yeah okay i'm gonna read it yeah I'm oh here can, can I, you i'm just like yeah. yes yes it's, it's a Really, really nice and yeah. very, very cute. And if you think about it, it's so fucking intrusive. <laughs> of course, yeah. I mean, if, if it wouldn't have been Drago and it would have been someone else, you're like, oh my god, you're violating like, my privacy. Why you know, yeah. can you do this? But of course, always of when course. it's Draco, when it's Draco who is the uh, the white owl. Right? Yeah. <laughs> do you think that when he's in human form and after they get together, he's always like, remember how you're sticking my little bomb and just pet me? Can you do that in human form? Now you can't unsee it, isn't it true? I don't know if I want to read it again now. Maybe I, maybe I, you know what? I cook this now. I have to read it. Oh my God. Wait a second. I haven't mentioned how many words it has. It's, it's slightly longer, uh, but. I honestly think it should have many more purposes than it has. Oh, can I read the description? Yes. War leaves a lot of orphans in its wake. Hermione is one by her own hand, and he, she struggles with the realities of her situation. When she finds an orphaned familiar, it seems meant to be giving and receiving comfort, helping to heal her fractured heart. Unfortunately, oh. the animal is actually a wizard and has his own issues. <laughs> <laughs> it has uh 120,000 words oh, 31 nothing. chapters I know for you it's really nothing for me it usually takes a while until I finish it but it's very nice it's Ooh. so so cute okay I'm starting that now straight I'm, I'm gonna do it I did want to mention one which is not technically animagus but I want to talk about it because I feel like no one talks about this except for me i'm obsessed with this but can i and then yeah like, yeah okay. for sure the potions mouse yeah <laughs> almost the potions mouse yes, you've mentioned it before so the potions mouse by misdemeanor 1331 it's seventeen thousand words six chapters so it's not technically animagus but um on spring day potions professor draco malfoy saved the precocious mouse from certain death Little did he know that the small act of kindness would solve a 10-year mystery and change his life forever. So basically, it's 10 years after the war. Uh, Hermione Granger disappeared in the middle of the battle. No one knows where she is. Uh, Draco is a professor of potions, obviously, uh, at Hogwarts. And he discovers this tiny little mouse who is like the most adorable thing on the planet, who seems to be so much smarter than just any regular mouse or and or animal. And uh, the mouse can like um like in class tells the little kids 
um, the right answer and helps them with their potions and stuff like that. So he gets like really attached. Of course, listen, I'm not spoiling anything you find out it's Hermione. I mean, this is what we're here for, folks, for Hermione, like, hello. Um, but it is just so well-written and wonderful and lovely. And I remember telling Diana about it when I was reading. I was like, Diana, okay, you, okay, okay, you have to hear me out. So Draco <laughs> falls in love with the mouse, but it's okay because the mouse is Hermione. <laughs> and it is just so lovely. And I feel like more people should read it. And uh, that's it. That's all I wanted to say about today's categories. Amazing. This is wonderful, Georgie. Thank you very much for sharing yours. Thank you. So, Diana, what is next week's episode going to be? We're doing memory loss and alleviation. alleviation. We wanted to include it in this episode, but we found so, so many, both of us, that we decided to dedicate a full episode to it. And I think it's a a very good one for Draco and Hermione, because if one of them forgets what the (laughs) other one has done in the past, I think they have more chances of being together. Oh, fantastic. Yes. And then at some point, he or she remembers, and then a little bit of angst, and then Mm -hmm. at the end, they're uh, together again. I Oh, God. It's so nice. Okay. And then afterwards, we want to have another one, another episode all Mm -hmm. with tropes as well. Mm -hmm. And the tropes are going to be, can I? Absolutely. Go ahead. Number one, forced proximity. (gasps) Uh -uh -uh. Number two, mutual pining. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which sometimes can be so annoying. And then number three, fake dating. Uh Number four time travel love time travel oh yes we have some very good ones here number five omega verse yes we decided we have to include them yeah it's so popular yes yes yes, maybe we'll even by then read some extra ones because i feel like i think out of all the categories is the one we've read the least Mm -hmm. i have three already okay okay and then uh, number six mystery slash adventure oh i do not have that written down Maybe because I don't like mystery you know slash what? adventure. Oh, that's fine. I have two. Uh, and I have several, actually, if you want. We can do it as a little bonus one. Yes. And then no, remind me, though, to add some stuff to this one as well. But mm-hmm. remember, actually, that's what we did with Amy Magus and Mystery yeah, Adventure. Yeah, it was the extra. We, it was the bonus. I forgot to write it down. No, it doesn't matter. I have my list here. Oh, Everything is so very good. organized. All right, Georgie, what are you reading right now? And... Let me say that I am so, so upset that you are not reading what I want you to read. But I just said I'm going to start reading Waves and Streets. I was convinced. Guys, are you? were you also convinced by Diana? Because as she was speaking about it, I was convinced to start reading it. I'm not even joking. <laughs> um, so, so we are together this week. Diana is visiting uh, New York. So this week we haven't really had much time to read. Because we've been enjoying each other's company, which is really very upsetting to Diana. And I think every day she just wants to sit down for an hour and read. And I won't. No, 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 no. So first of all, I want us to take a photo while we both read at the same time, Hermione in the same room, because we don't know when we're going to have a chance to do that again. That's one thing. And then the second thing, on Monday, you were at home for the whole day. So you had many, 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 many hours to read. And then you for yeah, you you slept and you actually you are not very productive. I did read a whip, but anyway, currently, believe it or not, I started last night before I went to bed. It is a very short one by Kiono Miko, which now I'm convinced that I should start reading Waves and Straits. It's only two chapters, um, and it's called Open Doors. 
So this is Hermione sets her holidays off right. A surprise from her parents rekindling one of her old traditions. It's a shame she has no one to share it with. It's two chapters. It's very cute. I'm almost done with it. Um, and when you mentioned Lace and Straits, I said, well, now is the chance for me to read Kiona Rico. Hmm. Diana, what are you currently reading, my oh, darling? Let me. It's going to take a while. Do we have time? The first one is Mud Blood by Comfortable Silences. I think I mentioned it last mm -hmm. time as well. Uh, I reached a point where there's a little bit of angst and I have very low tolerance for angst. So we took a break. I took a break, yes. It's, it's by Comfortable Silences. Guys, Comfortable Silences is the author of The Mirror of Erizet, which is <gasps> one of the, I think it's the one that is the most explicit. And what I think to me, it's, one if not the most arousing thing yeah. i've ever read yeah it's, it's good it's yeah so and good. it's so well written and the same with one blood so the the this is uh, how do i say the the starting point is the fact that whenever he calls her draco calls her my butt blood she just is almost has an orgasm <laughs> yeah, yeah. Almost has an she orgasm. gets very excited very 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 excited and he is also very very attracted to her the first time they actually their encounters are like very angry but very intense kisses mm -hmm. then he gets her off and it's and they play this kind of pranks on each other uh -huh. but they're they're kind of uh, punishing or uh, like getting back to oh. her and then now it's your move and now it's my move and then at some point he steals, a lot of back her, and forth. He, he steals her underwear and oh. his, her knickers whatever and um at some point he she ties him uh-huh because she thinks that he doesn't want her to touch him which mm -hmm. is exactly the opposite mm -hmm. and she does something but I, I don't want to spoil it it's so so smart what she does to him uh -huh. when she ties him yeah mm -hmm. Ooh. Uh, yes it's very very sexy okay. and then at some point he just realizes that he has to give in to to what he's he feeling to her that's how it is and I stopped when after they have the sex for the first time which of course is mind-blowing and so well written and then you know that someone is going to do something bad of course because it always is like this so um, i this is one that i am absolutely certain that i'm going to um to suggest to to people okay the other one is called sour grapes mm -hmm. by lillian underscore silver sour grapes so this is one that i'm reading it's a hundred and sixty thousand words um many kudoses it's i can read the description five years after the war draco and hermione meet by chance as she wanders into a french vineyard just hoping to relive a trip that she took there with her parents during her school years instead she finds a shirtless barefoot draco malfoy hiding out unbeknownst to the wider wizarding world he's ashamed of his past misdeeds and she's been recently humiliated by her soon-to-be ex-husband ron and neither are aware that their lives are about to be inexorably linked forever well mm. it's nice it's it's uh, from a style perspective it's very very similar to mr benzedrine mm -hmm. mr benzedrine who wrote tango and i read tango and we also read sex, sex ed, ed. Mm -hmm. 
Mm, there's a lot of plot twists. Um, there's not that much introspection. Mm -hmm. The sex is very good. So there's very, very many characters and things turn upside down from gotcha. one chapter to the other. So if you like this kind of a fantasy, You'll like this, this. Is, this is also good. Okay, very okay. nice. All right. Do you okay. have any more that you want to yes. mention? Yes, Georgie. Can you please? Then I have Proximate. Uh, oh, that's the one I read. In the Dreams, mm -hmm. yes. Following a tumultuous breakup with Ron, Hermione finds herself intoxicated and relatively prone to poor uh, decision-making after she runs into Draco Malfoy in a club, having having been years since she has seen him upon seeking to escape the following morning she realizes he is her new neighbor and is quite unsatiable so they start you know wanting to they start having this uh, friends with benefits relationship mm -hmm. and of course they yes. fall for each other uh, he's a, a successful quidditch player mm -hmm. and i think she she's a healer also she's very healer, good yeah. uh, there's ron poor ron who does you know listen he's Ron, the only one that she can really be with most of the time so he ends up being the bad guy because of for the plot thing. point it's so undeserved you know i cried over on and remaining was guys go listen to that episode yes then the best of me by mrs wren i told you that i'm reading this one and avalanche avalanche um i think i read it, it yeah, it didn't mean she liked him or forgave him or particularly wanted to live in the same castle. But Slackhorn's second retirement had been more of a, of a necessity than a suggestion. Hermione wanted someone exceptional in the potion more than she wanted someone she liked. Mm. Um, it's 54,000 words. Oh, so it's not big. It's not big. It's called, it's by Setisma. Setisma. Mm -hmm. It's the same lady that wrote De Pismon. Which? Uh, De Pismon. Mm, C-T-S-S-M-A, Avalanche. Um, this one is, doesn't have, it, I think it's explicit. It is explicit. I haven't gotten to that part where they actually have sex. So they are both teacher at Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. And that, that's another trope that we can actually choose. Oh, yeah, we can. Mm -hmm. Or... Um, when when Draco is another creature, we can do that. We can add it as well. Anyway, um, it's uh, it's dialogue. It's smart dialogue. It's fairly quick, so it's not. It just has three chapters. The chapters are fairly long, which is a little bit hard for mm -hmm. us. I think it's better when the chapters are a little bit shorter. But um, he's very good at potions. They help each other out. He actually helps Neville as well uh, with his herbology stuff. Um, they create something very, very interesting at the bottom of the Black Lake. Ooh. This is a, an original idea and I like it. So I don't know exactly where it's heading. But you like that. And I, I don't want to say I'm reading something else as well. Are you reading something else? It's okay. Do we don't know. We may name it. Yes, Georgie. Well, listen, I think that we should put it as a disclosure that at any point in time, Diana is rereading one part of Remain Nameless or thinking of Remain Nameless I at all I times. Think about, I think about it every day, at yeah. least once. Once a day. Yeah, I, I honestly am worried because I think it's... <laughs> I know, Next week's episode will not be <laughs> Obliviation Memory Loss. It will be an intervention for Diana. <laughs> for Obliviation and Memory Loss. <laughs> for Obliviation and Memory Loss. We'll make her forget everything about remaining this so she can reread it again just like the first time. Mm. 
actually thank you yeah you know what that is a great idea okay i think this is all we had for today i'm so excited to spend the rest of this week with you in person face to face like we are right now enjoying nueva york and enjoying nueva york and our poor little shambled feet (laughs) we're like a little like little retired ladies with like (laughs) patches and blisters and we gotta sit can we sit down for five minutes and but we're enjoying and having a great time one be 35 and have (laughs) hip pain the right hip after walking 15 kilometers this is not good well it's because we've been reading so much Hermione so guys what we're going to do in the new year is we're going to continue to read Hermione but just maybe not walk as much because we know our limitations George you know this has to change so we're hoping um so before we say goodbye I think the next episode if everything works out correctly next episode that we might do together will be December in Romania, if we managed to both be there at the same time. And I'm oh, so excited. Uh, but in the meantime, I hope you guys like their tropes and have fun reading. And we'll see you next time for co- uh, for uh, memory loss slash oblivion. Sound good? Yeah, but I am surprised that you say it's October now. So you think that we're going to do the next one in December? What's oh, no, 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 no. in between? Oh, no, in person. Yeah, in person. Oh, I meant. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Thank you. We're not. Have, listen, the people can't stay with two months without an episode from us. They're <laughs> barely hanging on, waiting for this one. Please. <laughs> I think uh, you're overestimating. <laughs> but no, we we just have so much fun doing these, and we just <laughs> listen. <laughs> what we do have fun doing? We do, do. We do. But if anyone is even listening, it's a bonus. And if no one's listening, then you know what? We had a great time doing the yeah, episodes. Yeah, but thank you. Very very much for listening like you guys out there i know we have some people who listened several episodes and we are very grateful for you just yes. so you know and whenever i say something i actually imagine talking to you yeah so i, I hope you you feel the love yeah and i I feel that, you know, just having the same passion brings people together. So if you have any requests, any wishes, anything that you want us to talk about, please let let us know. know. Yeah. And we will definitely do it. Why not? Yes. All right, guys. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, Georgie and Diana say bye-bye, give you lots of hugs and lots of love and then go and read remain nameless bye guys